Hey guys, and welcome to the Lady of Crypto podcast. I'm your host, Lady of Crypto, and here we talk about everything crypto, big news, what's trending, and the things that you need to know. My podcast is sponsored by my funded trading platform, Funded Crypto Trader. If you're interested and you want to know more, you can visit the website at loc.fund and you could get funded with up to $100,000 in risk-free capital. I recently paid out one of my Discord members $3,000 of profit and you could be next. Don't wait. Don't miss out. Check it out. Now, before we go any further, I'm going to introduce to you my co-host, Degenta Earn. How's it going, dude? I'm doing all right. How are you doing this fine day? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ready for another episode. Nice and loose. Gonna chill. So we've got some really interesting topics this week. And for those who are new or have maybe not come to the podcast before, the general flow that we're gonna go with today, we're gonna do a bit of a news roundup. We're gonna go into a hot topic that has been massively talked about on social media recently. And then we're going to be bringing you guys a little bit of alpha too. So let's kick it off with a bit of a news roundup. So something that has got me incredibly excited, and I know it has you as well, George. So you're a huge gamer. I'm a little bit of a gamer, not as not as crazy as you, but there is some GTA 6 news that I know a lot of people are excited about. And that is the fact that they may be incorporating crypto into the game or it may be a blockchain game so there's there's a couple of rumors that are going around these are complete speculations at the moment so we don't really know how much truth there is in it but people are excited and i'm not gonna not gonna lie it would be seriously seriously cool yeah, it would be pretty groundbreaking. I mean, like, just for starters on that title, like, it's it's got a billion-dollar budget, this game. Like, that that alone is just absolutely insane. Um, but the fact that it could include cryptocurrency, um, like, it's one of the best-known game franchises, like, across the world. It's, like, GTA V was probably one of the most successful games ever like and it was you know I, I can't remember i don't know the specific numbers but you know it's been out for a long time so gta 6 has been a long time coming and if there is a game studio that is gonna make some waves it's rockstar and with gta 6 like they they are always so good and so on point with kind of you know making social commentary and you know cryptocurrency is embedded now in society i would expect at the very least for there to be piss take cryptocurrencies within gta 6 and whether or not they actually like embed a cryptocurrency within the game like that that would be huge that would be pretty big for the crypto space it would lend a lot of credibility and i think it would you know they would be the first movers really like within this kind of you know from the external crypto world, I think it would be a pretty momentous occasion that could just open the doors for like any game to kind of embed crypto. I think it will merge the two communities really well because there are a lot of gamers in crypto, but I think it's going to just, like you say, open the doors and, and bring more people in as well. It's going to expose a lot more people to crypto. One of the things that I've seen, and again, it's a complete speculation, is that 
you know, you'll do a mission and you'll be rewarded with Bitcoin or whatever. So even if it kind of becomes a bit of a kind of piss takey thing, like you said, there's some kind of reference in there. It's still exposing people to the idea of it. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. A lot of crossover. A lot of there's a lot of degenerates in both gaming and crypto. So it's you know it's a good match. It's a good match. Yeah. So the next thing that we want to touch upon then is the treasure hack. So it has not been a good week for cold storage wallets. It really hasn't. Okay, so crypto security firm Unciphered claims the ability to hack Trezor T wallet. So basically this article explains how these guys have managed to hack the Trezor T hardware wallet once it's in their physical possession. And there was something similar a few years back and yeah, people people are not happy, people are pissed off. And yeah, we're currently in the position where we're waiting for a response from Trezor. I think from what I've read, they are trying to get their head around what, what has actually happened. And yeah, it's just a bit of a, a wait and see on that really. But this isn't the only crypto wallet um, that is, that's had a bad week, as I say. So let's move on to Ledger. And if you've not heard about the, the drama that's going around with Ledger, then seriously, where have you been? Hmm. So they've basically, uh, I don't really know what word to use, but put it this way, it went down like an absolute lead balloon, didn't it? Um, with the crypto community <laughs> and in a nutshell they basically introduced a update where your seed phrase would be recoverable and how it works there were third parties involved and your seed phrase would be split into three different fragments and sent to these different third parties it's <laughs> it's really out of touch like it like they're completely out of touch with their customer base like 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 let's just take the idea of seed recovery on its own like that in and of itself i don't think that in and of itself is a bad idea you know everyone has heard of and knows about the guy who's hunting for his laptop in the garbage patch because he doesn't know his seed raises it's all on his his computer and he can't get access to it and you know there's so many bitcoin that that is that is just locked away that people just can't access so seed recovery i think that is something that could you know that that is a good idea potentially in the future depending on how it's done but what ledger have shown is that they're just completely out of touch with what their customer base like values them for and they're kind of just it's a pr nightmare like it's a complete yeah. pr nightmare and there were some misunderstandings, I think, from customers and people generally on crypto Twitter with uh, the kind of trust that was that you have to put in with Ledger. Like it isn't trustless. You do have to trust the firmware and everyone's freaking out about it. And it's like, well, you should have already known about that. Should have. I mean, like the, the CEO came out, the ex-CEO came out and said that he didn't do a good, a good enough job of explaining that. I think but, the problem that I've got, though, is the fact that, you know, people who who purchase a ledger, you have this idea and, and you have this kind of like understanding and and want to have, you know, your own keys. You you want that that right to, to privacy. You want that decentralized aspect. You want the cold storage. You want everything away. And then to introduce an update like this, it just 
like you say, they are out of touch with the, with the community and it doesn't make sense. And I feel like they've tried to almost soften the blow and say that, you know, this update is completely optional. You don't have to do it. But it's the fact that people have purchased this product and they have trust in the company. And the idea really, you know, based off their kind of mission statement and, and the idea and, and their values that they put out, you would never expect this company to then put out an update where it's like, you know what, you can recover your seed. You know, there's a third party that will, will be involved. And I think that that's what it is. It's almost like everything you've stood for before, you've kind of just thrown it away. Mm, and yeah. a, lot, a lot of people, are there's people that are frightened. There's people that are pissed off. I've seen videos of people smashing up the ledgers and just being like, this is how you do the update and just absolutely going at it with a hammer. And yeah, it is optional. And there is also the flip side of it where you think that, you know, if we're going to onboard the next billion users into crypto, people are shit with the recovery phrases. Maybe there needs to be something, but the way that this was done, as you said, an absolute PR nightmare, and it's gone down very, very badly. Yeah, they've they've lost all the goodwill that they'd built up, like in literally like 24 hours, like it couldn't be worse. Um, yeah. I think like the core issue is it's firmware upgrade. So like this can be done on anyone's ledger. Um, if maybe if they'd have released a completely separate product, mate, like I think that would have been softened the blow. But you know, it just comes off a bit greedy as well. Like for ten bucks a month, you can pay for this service. It's like you're just looking for new revenue streams, and you've just you've kind of tanked your whole company. Uh, you just shit on your own doorstep, haven't you? Like, which is you know, it's it's. I mean, look, it's a complete shit show. All the treasure stuff as well. Like there is a hell of a lot of fud going around. I do think it's worth saying that some of the outrage from like the crypto community is not in proportion like some of it like is just a bit like okay let's just like calm down a little bit guys like yes people are upset and outraged and there is you know important discussions that need to happen but some of it is just a bit like yo let's chill out yeah but i mean it's crypto Twitter, isn't it? Like there, there is there is the drama. There is this, that, and the other. People go a little bit crazy. I mean, it, when you've got a community full of degenerates, you know, crazy shit's going to happen. But yeah, there is a lot of people who are kind of going a bit overboard with it. But I can kind of understand why. Well, I can understand why people are pretty pissed off because it just goes against what they've kind of previously said. And I agree, a new product in there giving people the option maybe would have gone down a little bit better. But even so, I think it's kind of insensitive to what the community community actually wants. Mm. Um, but hey, there's now, I think, a nice gap in the market if somebody wants to, you know, sweep in with the uh, yeah. ultra, <laughs> the, uh, ultra hardware wallet that, you know, doesn't share your seed phrase in any way. And, you yeah, know, the lady of wallets going to come out. We're, uh, exactly. we're starting a new hardware wallet. Yeah, one uh, just 1.99 ETH. Okay, so let's move on then to something else that's been happening in the crypto's Twitter space. So basically this guy set up an ETH address and it was something like, you get nothing. And he was basically asking people to send ETH to this wallet. And it's unbelievable, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. I had a quick check this morning and the guy has somehow managed to pull in over a million dollars and he's managed to do that 
by offering absolutely nothing, by doing absolutely nothing. And yeah, he's got, I think it was something like 1.1 mil sat in his wallet. Yeah. So yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, thoughts. I mean, my first thought is, yeah, what the fuck? Um, My second thought is not overly surprised like we like you know we were talking about degenerates earlier like this is degenerate behavior right like the bar is so low like like you've got meme coins like pepe ben like people jump into these things it's like people are going to jump into meme coins people are sending money to an eth address where they are literally going to get nothing now speculation you know i assume people are sending stuff to this address because they might think that there's a meme coin that's going to come who knows maybe it's going to be a case of this guy didn't actually expect this amount of money to come in and he will then create something out of it but it's just yeah it's just a little bit like you're just kind of looking around like what's going on like why is there a million in there there's so many more uses for a million dollars well you have a really like positive approach with it you know hopefully this guy is going to do something good with it you know maybe there's going to be a meme coin coming from it honestly i think it's complete and utter bullshit and these are the kind of things that contribute to the reputation at the moment that crypto seems to be building like all this meme coin stuff like it's just damaging towards the reputation how do we ever expect to be taken seriously and yeah bit of degeneracy here and there you know never hurt well it does hurt people but you know i mean you know there needs to be a balance and this guy's accumulated all this eth he's probably going to do absolutely fuck all with it it's not going to benefit the community at all and it's like it's just like a new wave of scam isn't it like they don't even need to try and try and fucking hide it anymore it's just like oh send me your money please you're going to get absolutely nothing for it i'm going to do absolutely nothing with it but just just send me it I can't be bothered to, you know, create my own token or create my own exchange or whatever. They're not even bothering with that anymore. It, it's just send me your money. Okay, then. Like, yeah. why? Well, what, and, what? All right, then, lady. What if what if he took all of that money and put it all on red uh, in a casino? Would you would you be in favour of that? I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah, you'd watch it. You're <laughs> absolutely degenerate. <laughs> You're absolutely degenerate. I mean, this is the hope, right? I think that... Maybe with all of the outside pressure, the person will be, you know, feel, I don't know, pushed to do something good with it. Um, but I, I don't know. I also would push back on you a bit. Like this is what a lot of people in crypto kind of have at the heart of it, right? Freedom of financial movement, like freedom to do what you want with your money. Like you have to take the good with the bad. And part of the bad is people doing stupid stuff like this. So like i'm a bit more on the regulation side not very heavy but to some extent i think we need it whereas you know the ultra ultras out there like this is part and parcel of of not having like you know regulation or whatever like like this is what happens yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'm all for like freedom with finances being able to to have control and do whatever you want great but it's just not moving us forward is it it's not like, I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong. If this guy does something amazing with this money and, like, solves world hunger or, or whatever, like, great, that's amazing. And that's my kind of point. If you're going to just give money away to somebody, especially, like, some of the 
amounts that people have sent this guy. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, if you gave that to charity or whatever, you could actually make a difference to somebody's life. Instead of sending it to some dude so he can, you know, go buy himself a yacht and live it like live his best best life and do whatever the fuck he wants. Like if we if we're actually going to move closer to achieving mass adoption, this kind of bullshit, it's just not gonna fly. You know? Like the why can't we turn this kind of thing into something positive, into something that can benefit the community, into something that can move us forward. And I get your points, but you know, I'm happy to take a bet on this. If this guy, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'll, you know, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea what that bet will be. So let's leave it up to you guys. Comment in the comments below. If I win and this guy does absolutely fuck all with this money, what does George have to do? And if George is right and this guy uses this money for good, benefits the community or a charity, I will do some kind of forfeit. You guys decide. Let us know in the comments. This could get hairy. That could get yeah. quite messy, but you know what? I'm in. Let's go for cool. it. Deal. Anyway, let's move on then. So what is next on our roundup? China. All things China. All things China. Okay. So May has been a pretty busy month uh, when it comes to crypto news with China. Uh, The first one we've got is China launching a government-backed metaverse platform. Now, China is starting to make big moves. So this is happening in Nanjing um, with the China Metaverse Technology and Application Innovation Platform uh, was inaugurated on the 22nd. Now, first and foremost, this is state-backed. Uh, and the aim of this is to basically consolidate all the resources of, you know, academic institutions, enterprises, you know, whatever, and try and, yeah, be- get a prominent position in developing the metaverse in China. Now, there is also a similar initiative going on in Shanghai, um, which is pursuing similar goals. Now, the Shanghai one is hoping to have revenue of about $49 billion by 2025. And... The Nanjing one is aiming to achieve about $19 billion in revenue. So my question to you is, what do you think about all of this being state-backed? Because I think it's pretty controversial and it's not really being talked about enough. Well, yeah, it's massively controversial. I mean, this is, to me, this is kind of like a complete change in direction, isn't it? You know, we've, we've seen previously... China has put up a lot of barriers with regards to cryptocurrencies and trading cryptocurrencies and exchanges and ICOs and all that kind of stuff. They've they've just basically tried to, you know, squash it down and cap it as as, as much as they possibly could. So when we come to this specific piece of news and we are going to, this is is kind of going to be our hot topic for the podcast and we're going to talk about this a lot more, but specifically when we're talking about the metaverse here, it just seems to be a complete change of direction. All of a sudden, you know, they're for this, they're for the innovation, they're for the the growth and development of metaverse, crypto, and the Web3 industry. So I want to start start talking about the Beijing Web3 white paper that's been released by the Beijing Municipal Science and Technology Commission. And it's to encourage innovation and development of the Web3 industry. 
So 14 million has been allocated by the Commission to establish Beijing as a hub of innovation for the digital economy. Wow. Well, somebody has massively changed their tune, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Massively. And I mean, this is um, pretty standard MO for China, I would say. You know, they've they've initially come out, they've kind of suppressed some of the innovation, some of the some of the wheels, and they press pause on it in order for themselves to get ahead of it. And they are now ahead of it. They it's all state backed. And for me, I think that with all of the uproar that we see in like, you know, especially in Western countries, all of the uproar we see around CBDCs, around anything where there's any hint of a whiff of government involvement. And what we've got coming out of China is all state backed. Um, it's antithetical to crypto, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, we are going to keep seeing more news like this. Like there's like in May, I think, you know, we've got about four or five big news pieces on on developments in metaverse in this white paper um, in retail trading there. And the problem that I have with it is that I think that people are seeing green. They're seeing a whole new market and the Chinese market is absolutely monumentally huge. And I think that my general read of the crypto Twitter space is that people are nowhere like nowhere near as outraged or uproared or up in arms about all of this being state backed as they are sort of just seeing green about the potential opportunity to invest in new projects, you know, to do whatever. And I'm I'm not massively surprised by that, but I think that it should generate more discussion within the crypto community about how we approach uh, like projects that are state backed or that have government involvement, because so far that that, that narrative is very firmly negative in Western circles, but with China, nowhere near as it's much more up in the air as to whether it's positive, negative. Um, yeah, I think that will be made more clear when all the regulatory frameworks and updates have been released because there are a lot in the works at the moment. Um, so the Hong Kong crypto regulatory framework is to be rolled out on the 1st of June. And from what I've read about what they're going to be releasing, it's about licensed platforms will be accessible for crypto traders. So I agree with what you're saying. Um, that's just an example. I agree with what you're saying. You know, people are seeing green. This mass amount of people are potentially going to be coming into the crypto space and investing and tra in trading and all that kind of stuff. And it's just going to bring a mass of, you know, liquidity to the crypto market. And what are the implications of that? With it being China, with the amount of regulations that they're going to be rolling out, is it as positive as that kind of initial front-facing view that people are seeing? Honestly, I don't think we'll find out yet. I think that this is going to be a kind of gradual thing as more things come to light. I think that with China having so many restrictions and having really tight regulations previously, I think that they've kind of really took their time and I think they will be almost like well aware, well prepared. And I think that what initially seems like absolutely awesome 
there will still be restrictions in there and there will still be things that will limit people who are trading in China. I don't I don't think it's as, as clear cut as all this, no. Mm. Yeah. Well, so I think that it's it's going to be interesting to see how it, um, like how it develops because like on the one side it's good for adoption you know the more countries that embrace crypto you know the more innovation we'll see uh, like like you said the more participation in the markets um, I think that is that is good um, and it lends credibility I mean hey we could see a kind of like I don't know a pseudo kind of tech crypto war going on between the west and china you know that i wouldn't be surprised if that sort of kicks off in the next five years like it is a kind of race in a way right and there's there's a whole lot of uh industry that exists particularly in the western countries uh, so i feel that china's playing catch up but they can they can catch up they 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 can absolutely catch up they've got the funding and the the manpower to do that um but there is a bit of a kind of discussion going on. Sorry to, to jump in there, just something that you've mentioned. There is a bit of a discussion going on that China are almost loosening their restrictions and becoming a lot more open to utilize blockchain tech and innovate and develop and all this kind of stuff. Almost like a bit of a response to the US tightening their regulations. So there is that point of view as well you know people are going to be moving away from the us if all these restrictions come into play and they're limited with what they can do mm. china's like mm, okay you know let's loosen ours like yeah but i i think there's different kind of approaches there right because in like you know the us you know there's a bit more of a free market so people can create their businesses enter these new industries and then the kind of regulations follow after and the government follows after to try and like cover up and and you know cover up some of the potholes whereas with china it's much more their mo to be like to try and get ahead of things before they get out of control so that they can you know control the narrative control you know how it all looks you know whatever um, so I think this is a good little segue to talk about the Hong Kong crypto retail trading because Hong Kong sits in a, you know, a strange limbo, a kind of, you know, a place in between China and, and well, what used to be Hong Kong, but after all the, you know, all the, all the political stuff that has happened over the last few years, um, there's a lot more, there's a lot more control um, from mainland China over Hong Kong. Um, so what we've got is Hong Kong to open crypto exchange access for retail users, but there's a catch. Um, now, the catch is essentially just that the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission, the SFC, um, has announced it will soon allow licensed platforms to serve retail investors. And they need to follow the guidelines for regulation that are coming into effect in June. So we've got a whole host of companies that are now applying for licenses. We've got, uh, on May 17th, the state-owned company Greenland applied for their virtual asset trading license in Hong Kong. Um, on the 29th of May, Coinex, which is a Hong Kong-based crypto exchange, they're launching a local platform, which is gonna be called BitHK. You've then got some big names that are applying. You've got Huabi, Gate.io, BitMEX, OKX, like these are big players and they are all moving in to the Hong Kong space. And again, not surprising, like this is to be expected. It's a whole new market. You're gonna expect the exchanges to go there. They stand to earn the most out of this kind of news. I think 
that it's important to kind of acknowledge here, though, even though all these big companies are applying, these things do take time. So, you know, I've seen a lot of people that are like super, super hyped for the 1st of June. And, you know, great. It could it could be really, really good for mass adoption and, and exposure of, of crypto and, you know, getting more people into the space. Yeah, I'm not being negative about it, but these things do take time. And it's not like, you know, bang, 1st of June, everything's everything's open, everything's working perfectly. You know, everybody's got their licenses and it's, you know, it's everything smooth. It's not going to happen like that. I think that this overall is good news for the space, but there are going to be teething problems. There are going to be delays with things. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see how fast these things are implemented and how fast and if they have an effect on the market as it currently stands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, again, like I know I've mentioned it before, but I've got I've got to come back to it. You know, we have a state-owned company, Greenland, applying for a, their trading license in Hong Kong. We've got ZA Bank, which is the largest digital bank in Hong Kong and is a subsidiary of Greenland Holdings. So, yes, it's state-backed. Like, I'm interested to know, what do people, how do people feel about an exchange that is state-backed? Because... To me, it's just completely not within crypto's values. And I feel like people are going to turn a blind eye to it. And I guess I'm I find that frustrating because there's so much there's so much righteousness and so much virtue signaling and frustration toward any, you know, to, towards CBDCs and to government involvement in the West. And I just feel that it's it's not consistent across uh, all these platforms. Uh, you know, we're going to have state-backed exchanges operating in Hong Kong. Sure, we probably will not use them, but like that is now going to be part of the global crypto community, and that is something I think that the the crypto community needs to come to terms with, and probably have to recalibrate thinking around it because we are I, like i am of the opinion we're only going to see more government involvement when it comes to crypto and especially with exchanges because that is where the real money is made yeah and you know with that last part of what you're saying that's why we are seeing this big push towards DeFi again people don't want that people are moving away from it but i do think that in the short term because of the excitement and because of what's happening over in, in China, in, in Hong Kong, in Shanghai, I think that there'll be a lot of kind of short-term excitement mm. and maybe exactly what you've just said will be overlooked. And when the dust has settled and, you know, this is kind of not necessarily old news, but, you know, the hype has kind of settled down, people will wake up to that and then they'll go, oh, right. I didn't think of that at the start. And it'll always yeah. be like this realization of, oh shit. So, you know, it's it's kind of you've got to think about people's emotions and when they come into play. I mean, we speak about trading psychology a lot, but it's also how you respond to big events, how you respond to news and how you interpret it and and you know process it. And I think that, you know, when this initial hype and excitement dies down, people be will be more open and aware to the potential limitations of something yeah yeah i think that's fair i think that's fair i think i'm still coming to terms with uh the sort of hypocrisy that i keep seeing which is which is a little bit annoying 
but you know i think it's part and parcel like it is exciting it is there are, there is good news within the bad news um but i think i'm i'm definitely latched onto to uh some of those contradictions that i keep seeing but you know like china's going to keep pumping more stuff out here's a quick update from my partner corium so corium are bringing you guys the next generation of smart tokens what are smart tokens so these are programmable blockchain assets, more specifically natively issues, issued tokens that are essentially wrapped in smart contracts. And this enables them to execute functions independently. They're flexible and customizable by nature, and they bring endless opportunities and use cases to the blockchain. A few examples for you guys. So asset tokenization, which is gaining a lot of attention on Twitter, transparent voting systems, Real estate tokenization, again, a pretty hot topic right now. Programmable money, interactive NFTs, and honestly, that is just the beginning. So a bit of an example, a further example for you guys on how you could use these smart tokens would be in a custom payment solution. So let's say you want to send out tokens as a reward for users participating in an event. You could program the tokens for that exact situation, so they will then be sent out to users automatically. Honestly, guys, the list goes on. I'll post the website in the description where you can have a look, and there's a technical paper in there, there's videos, there's so much information for you guys to get your teeth stuck into. So check it out, have a look. It's got some really, really interesting information in there. Another one that we've got, which is the National Blockchain Technology Innovation Center, which has started its work in Beijing, it's collaborating with unis, think tanks, businesses. They're aiming to get like 500,000 specialists to be trained in, distrib in distributed ledger tech. Like this is big. Like it's, you know, there are moves happening across the board and investment and innovation and a, a big investment in developing um, like specialists and in, in educating the population in this technology which like if you need a bigger signal of of like sort of where the future is going to be like i mean i don't know if you can like the future is crypto the future is digital the future is ai all of these things are going to melt together like this is why you are seeing such interest and in investment from china even when we thought china was going to be all all no-go like no they just needed to get ahead of of everything so that they could control it all Basically. Surprise, we actually do like it. We just made you think that we were against it all. We just um, want to do it our way. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this, this it's just it's just like I said, it, it's such a big change in direction. And you know, they're not doing things on a on a small level either. They're pumping some serious, serious money into this as well. So the money that they had set aside for the COVID zero policy, they are basically pumping into that. So they're gonna have I think it's one of their biggest cash injections for a seriously long period of time. They're now smashing that straight into the Web3 industry, into crypto, into developing, innovating, like you said, training up the community. And it's it's just it's just gone from it's like hot to cold. It's crazy. Mm. But let's talk about things from I mean, you're a little bit pessimistic about this. I mean, positive about the youth addresses and pessimistic about this. So, I mean, you know. I would say I'm pessimistic that's, about that's the youth fine. addresses. Um, but 
let's talk about some of the positives then. So we've spent, we've, we've kind of spoke about how this could be bringing more people into the crypto space and it's, it's potentially going to increase participation. I mean, I say potentially, it's incredibly likely. We've spoke about the retail crypto trading in Hong Kong, and this could potentially just increase the demand for cryptocurrencies, and that could potentially drive the price up of assets. And I think that the community at the moment are quite mindful that this isn't going to be like a short-term um, like a short-term thing that's just going to happen overnight, like I say, on the 1st of June, because at the time of filming this podcast, Bitcoin was sat kind of hovering around 27. And yeah, a few days ago, it, it did have a nice green candle. But, you know, we're, we're kind of still doing that. Apart from that pump, we're kind of, we've had a little bit of a retrace and we've just been kind of going sideways. So, you know, people are, I feel like people are waiting. People are trying to see how this kind of stuff plays out. So I don't think that it's going to be something that happens in the short term. But when we start to see this increased participation, will this be a knock on effect? And then because we're seeing an increase in demand, the retail investors in other countries that are able to trade are like, well, I don't want to miss out on the next pump. And then people start piling in and we start to see the price go up. That's kind of a possibility I'm, I'm airing towards. I don't know what you I'll, think about that. I'll hop on that hopium train. Yeah, I'll hop on that. I mean, <laughs> I'd love it if my bags increase because of more adoption. Yeah, I don't think anyone would really complain about that. Um, yeah, I think that we could see an increase in the price. You know, I think that more adoption is good. I think the best positive that I'm thinking in the long term is just increased competition. Like, there's nothing better for innovation and for the market, you know, in terms of its development than than competition. And the more players that come in, and especially from different cultures, you know, they'll have different approaches, different ideas, different use cases. You know, this will generate a lot more competition, um, and it will be, you know, it'll be like cross border competition. It'll be like, you know, kind of like different underlying philosophies as well, like under, you know, like state backed versus, you know, privately backed, like that's, that's an interesting dynamic uh, that will, that will be quite interesting to see play out. But I think that the, the increase in competition uh, will be healthy for the, the crypto sort of ecosystem. Um, yeah. And I think that, as you say, like more adoption is only good and the more, more countries that, that, like you know support it and and invest in you know the in initiatives that like there's only going to be good that comes out of that hopefully hopefully i really hope only good things come out of it because maybe some state bag stuff could be bad i don't know yeah and i think that you know we we've kind of peppered in regulation and and kind of them being state backed but i think you you have to kind of consider obviously you've made it very, very clear that you're not happy about it. But we also have to kind of consider the flip side of that and that quite a few people will start to maybe feel a little bit of stability from this because there is, you know, negative opinions attached to crypto. A lot of people have been scammed. So, you know, having regulation to a certain level to a certain level without it being too restrictive, without it taking away what we love about crypto could again 
be a step forward in the direction of adoption. So those people that might be a bit more skeptical about getting into crypto, having a certain level of regulation could bring in more people. And you've got to think as well, like large companies and corporations aren't going to touch crypto as it is the way it is. So when you bring in a certain level of, of regulation, this could be really good for adoption because we could get bigger companies and corporations through the door. And again, leading to mass adoption, getting those big players in will do big things for the market. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you kind of have, like, I, I'm definitely of the opinion, if you want mass adoption, you need regulation. I think, I don't think you're getting mass adoption without regulation. I think that's, I yeah. think that's just a given. Um, I think no, people you know, are in denial if they don't think that, to be honest. Yeah, but you don't have to be pro-regulation. You don't have to be like, we need every single regulation. This needs to be, you know, monitored. This needs to be checked. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, that's absolute bollocks. It just needs to be in a way that is favorable to crypto traders. Maybe give them a little bit of protection, a little bit of security, but without compromising the things we love again. So having that kind of control, being able to freely trade or, or do whatever with your assets but in a less vulnerable way and mm. in a way that you know is going to be beneficial for people not restricting them not pissing people off and thinking you know this isn't why i got into crypto i didn't get into crypto to have everything decided for me of what i can and can't do there has to be that balance and yeah. with what we've spoke about in china Where's that balance going to be? Well, so yeah, I've I've got a question, right? So we've we all know what's going on with TikTok and like you know the Senate hearings that have been going on, all this accusations that you know it's spying on U.S. citizens. What are people's stance on Bobby down the road using a state-backed Chinese crypto exchange? Like, do people really think like that that's going to fly with the U.S. government for the next? five years like absolutely not absolutely yeah. not like you're living in you're living in a bloody fairyland if you think that a state-backed entity is going to be is going to be able to i don't know be used by people in the u.s long term no i mean hey maybe maybe it'll happen i don't think that's going to happen so i think that there's a level here of i think it's quite good right because Regulation is going to be a discussion and it's going to be something that comes even more to the forefront. And if you've got regulation in China and you've got regulation in the US, you can have little like, you know, little regulatory wars going on. Like, you know, maybe it will encourage kinder regulations in the US as opposed to China to, you know, lure investors in. You know, I'm not a regulatory expert and not anywhere close, but I think that as we see state-backed, especially Chinese state-backed entities come into the crypto space, that's going to spice things up. It's going to spice things up a lot. And it's going to piss a lot of people off. It's going to piss a lot of people off. And it's going to, it's just going to make, it's going to get a sense of urgency in, into it, which, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Regulation being rushed is, uh, that sounds bad to me, but that, it might give the US government a kick up the ass and they might then, you know, plow even further ahead. Who knows? Who knows? It's very interesting for the space, but I think that it's going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, definitely. But 
I kind of like the phrase here, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. And I, and I think that yeah. everything is so massively unknown. And the problem is that these regulations are being created by people that aren't necessarily in the space. And, you know, people are whispering in their ear and saying, oh, you know, this would be a good idea. You should do this. But they don't know shit either. So, mm. you know, I don't know. It's, it's so an uncertain time. There's benefits, there's pros and there's cons, but we need to make sure that we're talking about them. We need to make sure that we're discussing them and that people are aware of it because, you know, a big thing that you pointed out, people will read this news and go, oh, you know, we're seeing green. We're going to 100K like in a couple of months. Like bollocks, be realistic. You don't have to be pessimistic. You don't have to be optimistic. Just be a realist. Um, oh, a realist, eh? I have, I have a friend who says they're a realist, um, but yeah, they're massively pessimistic. But um, yeah, just be a realist about things. See, see the the negatives and see the positives, and kind of think, you know, what is realistic here? What is likely? What is going to affect the crypto community? How do I need to be? You know, what do I need to be thinking about, and how is it going to affect my investments? That's another thing that people need to consider because, you know. If it's news, people are talking about it. People are going to act on it. So how is it going to affect your investments? Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm also interested in hearing from everyone listening. Would you use a state-backed crypto exchange? And do you think it's hypocritical if people are, are for China opening up its markets with a lot of state-backed entities as opposed to cbdc's in the west being villainized and vilified like what are your thoughts on that because i don't see a lot of consistency at the moment and it's annoying do you think the people that will use these kind of things though do you think it's kind of like a bit of an approach of it's do you know what it's better than nothing because with the previous restrictions that were in china you know now they're being loosened and oh you know you can't do this but we're going to let you do this do you think it's a case of do you know what it's better than nothing so i'm going to use it is that the kind of, is it almost like a, a light ultimatum? I won't use the word completely, but, you know, this is your option. This is what you've got. You either use it and you can trade and, and do this, that, and the other, or you cannot. These, yeah. these are options. We only have state backs. And it's, again, it's about having that control, isn't it? But that's your option. I think that's it. Like, this is your only choice. You either use it or don't. Like, I, Or you, you know go through alternative routes to access an exchange that's not in China. Like, yeah, yeah they're just not going to have a choice. But, like, you know, there's a lot of people that will use it. So, you know, um, it will be interesting to see how it impacts the markets. Um, and if it, if I don't know, is it going to give a, an injection in price? Is it going to boost it? Who, who, who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully my bags hope it. My bags hope it does. Exactly. Hopefully we see a ginormous green candle on June the 1st, because that's what everybody on Twitter is apparently expecting. But I think they'll be uh, slightly disappointed. They'll be very um, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to so, be fair, it's crypto. It could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everyone know, could just yeah. buy up, you know. God. I mean, that, that would be great. I'll happily hold my hands up and say, God, I was so fucking wrong if that actually happens, because... I'll be happy regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know, guys. What do you think on the topic? What are you thinking about the new regulations that are coming in for China? What do you think about the state-backed stuff? Tell us. We want to know. We want to know your opinions. Do you think it's a step forward in the right direction? Do you think it's a complete step backwards? 
Is it just another attempt at control and only letting people do what the government feel and want them to do? Tell us. We want to know your opinions. That is all we've got time for today. Make sure you tune in for the next episode. Get yourselves in my Discord as well. We have some awesome conversations in there. We talk about everything. We talk about regulation. We talk about what we're having for tea. We talk about memes. We talk about everything. So get yourself in there and you'll be up to date with all of my latest tweets. You'll also be up to date with any announcements on my funded trading platform and you get to be part of an amazing community. So remember, trade smart, don't be a dumbass and I will see you soon.